Um, <laughs> hey, I'm Ethan. Hey, I'm Mike. I watched the first half of Glass. I watched the second half of Glass. And this is, is the, the other, other half. half. You want to start us off, you piece of shit? Mike, I drug you. <laughs> I drug you to this movie. You did. We've been waiting for this movie for like over a month now. Yeah. You've been preparing this film. I've been preparing this film because we had to finish it. We had to finish the M. Night Shyamalan superhero universe that he decided to suddenly create at the end of his last movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what would be cool? You know what would be cool after Split? It's like, it's like, yeah, like fit that into a previous movie. Yeah. Made. And it could have been cool to have just that. Yeah. And then they did something else shitty, made another bad movie or whatever. I don't know. And like another the visit. And here's the thing, yeah. Here's the thing. Mm. I we had our pot. We'd done Unbreakable. We, we did. Kind of liked it. That was it fine. Was, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. A little weird spots, but it was good. It was, it was good. Entertaining, entertaining. Yeah. Then we did Split. Split. And I tried my best to defend it. I, I, you know, I say I, I said, you know, despite its horrible depiction of mental, mental health, health, yeah, um, and it, child molestation, yeah, it was at least <laughs> like a kind of a. Interesting watch to see him go through all these different uh, characters. It was, it was all for yeah James, James McAvoy's McAvoy. performance, yes. and that that was at least entertaining to me to watch. Right. I don't know what this movie is. <laughs> I don't know why this movie exists. I don't know what the purpose of it is. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know who it's I made feel for. Like I yeah. I, I don't know what he's even trying to say. I feel like exactly. Yeah. I don't know what this is. And speaking of mental health. Oh. They just fucking throw that shit all, DID, like, all over the place. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's associative identity oh my disorder. God, this movie is a, it's a mess. And it's on top of that, it's boring. <laughs> it is. You know, Ethan, not only is it boring, it is over two hours long. It is two hours long and it's boring. Nothing <laughs> happens. It's literally like the worst part of Marvel movies where you're like, oh, yeah. I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen the last six Marvel movies. I'll watch this one. And everyone mm-hmm. freaks out when this character appears and they go, who are you? And yeah, I remember you yeah. and all that stuff. And it's like, I don't know this. Watch this. I've seen both of these movies <laughs> and they reference things all the time. And I'm like, those movies are so okay and yeah. forgettable. I forgot everything about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to tell me that they're all important <laughs> and the it characters matter. Together. Yeah. And all, somehow all their backstories matter. And yeah. it's just like, it's such a dumb the premise itself is stupid. Yeah, I was so nervous going into this podcast that I, it was going to be like Cool Runnings, where it's just me yelling at you yeah. the entire episode. I'm so relieved no. to hear you say this. Because this is awful. It's so bad. It, it's the worst. It, it, it's it's one of his worst films. It is by far one of his worst films. And it's one of the worst movies I think I've seen for this podcast. You, you say that almost every movie we I see. know. I, you got to put together a list of all the times you oh, said this is the worst movie we've seen for this podcast. It's one of the worst. It, I was screaming at the movie to just stop. I, I was, was too like, bored to. I was too <laughs> bored to scream. I was oh, just God. like, I, I just, I had to rewind multiple times because I realized I just got distracted. Yeah, you were watching the movie. I, I was just like, this is not, like nothing is happening. Yeah. There's so much filler of just a character looking off in the corner and being like, remember Oh, and it's like, no, I don't remember that stuff. Can you show yeah. me a flashback? Yes, here's a flashback of that scene from the other movie. And we just took the film. We, like, we just, just took, the took film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we, we just, just said it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You missed it the first movie, maybe? Imagine watching these movies back to back to back. Like, people nowadays, like, uh, we, you know, we're going to date this a little bit. The new uh, Avengers movies coming out soon. Yes. Avengers uh, 
Endgame. Endgame, yeah. Uh, is coming out. And everyone's getting ready by watching all of the fucking Marvel movies back to back to back. Which to me sounds like, like you're lobotomizing yourself. Yeah. But like imagine watching these three movies back to back to back and it's like <laughs> And it's way shorter and somehow I'd rather want to watch the Marvel yeah. ones. <laughs> Because at least there's glimmers of hope like sprinkled throughout. In this movie, it like feels like a person who watched those Marvel movies is like, you know what? I'm going to make a thoughtful superhero movie. I'm going to put all <laughs> of this effort into it, and I'm going to be. It's going to be so metatextual and self-referential, and it's going to like say something. And it's like you fucking idiot. What are you even doing? You're you've made it worse. You've made a worse movie. Like this is this is so bad. It's- like on every level, it's poorly written. The acting, like, there's no way that these actors can say these lines well. I know. And then on top of that, it's, whole, it's like one of the ugliest movies he's ever made. It's so bad. It's so poorly there shot. Are, there are, I will say, his use of color makes absolutely no sense, <laughs> but it's cool looking. <laughs> right. You know what? It is. But I read that oh. apparently, as the movie goes on, the color becomes more muted because we transition more and more into the real world. So I got none of that. Oh, cool. Because there's definitely parts where I'm like, what does this architecture mean? That Oh, my God. There are so many parts. We got to get into the plot because I'm just going to... Fine. There, I got a list of things. Can you I, tell me... What do you think happens at the end of this movie? Do you want to get to your ha- like last half of the movie and you tell me what happens? Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll get to the last half. Remind me because sometimes I'll I forget. Try. I'll try to remember. All right, all, right. all right. So, start off. We got James McAvoy hanging out in a dress named Patricia. And I'm like... Dress, dress name Patricia. The dress is not named Patricia. He is named Patricia. Because that's one has... of his disassociative identities. Yes. So here's the thing. Yes. If you have not heard of watched any of the movies before this, right. you're going to be lost as hell. Even with, the back, <laughs> even with those scenes from the past and right, stuff. That they cut in. It's just very confusing. They mm. just jump right in like, oh yeah, of course you've watched of the other two movies. Yeah. 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 Why wouldn't you see my two greatest movies? Ugh. That aren't the sixth sense. Anyway, um, and he's got a bunch of cheerleaders locked up, and he's just like, the beast will come and feast on you. And I'm just like, oh, I forgot about everything. The horde. Yeah, the yeah. horde. It's yeah. just like, he says all these things, and I have, like, we know, in this podcast, you've learned I do not have a great memory for many <laughs> details and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, as this movie progressed to maybe the 40-minute mark, I finally was like, oh, the light. Why do they keep talking about the light yeah, and going yeah, towards yeah. light? Oh, whoever, whatever personality holds the light in his brain or whatever, mm. that's the one who he's Has now control. communicating. That might be a thing through. that was like established in my half of the movie too. So that's probably why you don't remember it too much. What do you? Oh, I watched the last. No, no, half it of was. Split. It was definitely in oh, that okay, half of split because I do remember it after a while. And oh, okay. I was like, okay, that makes sense. Right, right. Because right. I mentioned it. Then they talk about the horde. I'm just like, okay, this is all like coming back like a fever dream. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah. And he's got a bunch of locked up cheerleaders. And then some dude is just randomly recording some other dude punching a dude on the street and the dude just goes has this great line where he just goes superman punch bitch yeah <laughs> and it's like what are they doing they just there's literally two guys just hanging out on the street one of them's filming the other one's just punching random people like jumping up in the air and punching them on the ground and yelling superman bit punch bitch yeah like why? <laughs> I guess he's uploading it on YouTube. Is and this like a like a like a Jake Paul prank? I guess, video? but like it's assaulting people yeah, randomly. Yeah, and I is. feel like if you upload your face to YouTube, the assaulting cops are gonna people. find you at yeah. some point. Yeah. I feel like if you're doing something that illegal mm-hmm. as hurting people, random innocent maybe people. Maybe someone might whatever. Okay, so 
Anyway, there's no scene. These little nitpicks I had at the beginning sound so minor compared to what happens. <laughs> Let me read you some of the things Please. I thought were a problem. Please tell me. The I'm two- so excited. Oh, God. You don't know how happy I am to hear that you these did like two this guys. <laughs> this, is, this is it. This is, this is a rare chance. <laughs> these two guys are clearly, one of them's playing a video game. He's clearly not playing the video game. <laughs> It's not a very Ethan complaint, I know. No, it's fine. But like, he literally, someone breaks into their house, uh, and he literally looks away from the TV, and he's like, he's doing all this stuff on Gears of War. He's pulling out the grenades. He's swing, aiming the grenades. Yeah, swinging yeah, yeah. He's not looking at the screen. <laughs> he's not even holding the controller properly. <laughs> and his character's still character moving around. And you know what? Instead of pausing it, he just turns off the TV. That's not how you do you this. Pause you pause it. the you game. pause the game. It's more effort to pick the fucking controller I up. thought that was crazy, all right? So I thought that was like, okay. This, this movie's coming apart for me a little bit already. It's <laughs> already only been scenes. two, three minutes into the movie. <laughs> Next thing that happens, the guy breaks in, and uh, so the guy who's punching people goes to investigate. Mm. And the other guy, he says, actually, you know what? I don't even have a time mark for this. doesn't matter. He <laughs> says, you better watch out. I'm about to salt bay your ass. What the fuck does that even mean? Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Salt Bay? Salt Bay. You remember the meme from the internet? Salt Bay. What's Salt Bay? You don't know what Salt Bay is? Well, let me me go a little bit farther into the movie because someone asked that question and they explain it to the audience. (laughs) Thank God. Yeah. Maybe you should have put it in the movie then if it's that. (laughs) Show internet memes from whenever this movie was made about a year ago. Well, even when it was written. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, So then. Bruce Willis is appears mm-hmm. and he's got a hood on. He throws the guy against the wall, whatever. Right. And from Unbreakable. And the, from Unbreakable. He's yeah. the same guy and he just looks tired and he, he look, looks like he doesn't want to be there. He does not want to be there. How at great all. is it that his character is wearing a costume that like obscures his face? Oh, yeah. Because it's clearly not him in most yeah. scenes. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> they clearly just shot like his face in like close-ups and then every time he's moving or doing anything. They just got a guy with a beard. Yeah, That's exactly. That's it. Or like a little scruff. Yeah. Um. Anyway, beats the guy up and then leaves or whatever. And then he comes back and you find out he runs a, he goes to his business, which mm. is a security company. Mm-hmm. And his son is helping him. Right. Now, if you remember, his son found about, about his, eh, found out about his superpower. It tested him. Yes. Yes. Uh, In his movie. Yes. Unbreakable. Unbreakable. So he's now helping him with all that stuff. Okay. So he comes back. What happened he, to his wife? Uh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. So he comes back, and uh, the dude, the boy is like, oh, man, that was such a crazy threat that guy gave you. He said he's going to salt bay your ass. That's going in the book. So he has a book. <laughs> a book that just has lines in it. And, of course, they put the frame on there, and I'm going to freeze that and, and read some read some off to you. Okay. What he put in this book of great phrases. Okay. You want to wake up with my ass up your fist? Excuse me, I, that was my mistake. My fist up your ass. Sometimes I read things weird. I think I made it better though. That's only from like a gay porn. <laughs> Another one. My ass up your fist. <laughs> ass up your fist. I want you to put your fist in my ass. I, I seriously, I seriously do think I have dyslexia. Anyway. <laughs> Next one. What else <laughs> You'll be picking your teeth up with broken fingers. Okay. Yeah, all right. You'll sure. be picking your broken fingers up with teeth. <laughs> this is another good one that he thought was good enough to write. To write in a this book. book. Try me, asshat. <laughs> it's not even good. It's not 
not even good. By the way, this book never comes into play later. No, in the movie. of course not. This is just for me and you, buddy. Yeah, this is not plot related. This is nope. just be funny. But like, why even put it in the movie? As like, it's there for us. It's a fun sight gag. Okay, and for people like me who are pause who are gonna it pause it, and read, read all this it, shit. and read it. Uh, Ass hat. This is a great one. Uh-huh. This is probably the best one besides uh, Salt Bay, I guess. Uh, I'll scramble your paint, asshole. What the fuck? It <laughs> makes no sense. But I kind of like it. <laughs> I'll scramble your paint, asshole. Yeah. And then another one. You want to dance, creep? I'm like, that's not even clever. That's, <laughs> that's like, not even good. I that's want, not even memorable. I almost feel like these are from Hudson Hawk or some weird. Oh reference. my god, you're so right. It's totally from Hudson yeah, Hawk. From Hudson Who Hawk. wrote these down? Like, do you think like Shyamalan like actually like sat down like I could get into the mind of a guy that's gonna get beat up by <laughs> Bruce Willis? By an unbreakable what man. What would I say? Yeah. What would I say to him? But I'm tough. <laughs> well, I'm gonna mix your paint, big boy. <laughs> what the fuck? So now, um, wake he- up with my ass up your ass. My my fist up your ass. Wake up. Wake with my up. Fist up your Ass. So, so he's gonna, gonna like fall he's gonna asleep. Knock him out. He's gonna put his fist up his. And then he's gonna stay there and right, wait, wait, for wait for him to wake up. up. Yeah, <laughs> give a little smell like salt. Be like, ha! <laughs> your butt clenches when you subscribe. <laughs> you subscribe. <laughs> you by wake that. up. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, oh. the kid is basically in charge of his online presence and like trying to research what's going on online. He has and, online and presence. It. Yes, because the newspapers report him and they used to call him uh, the tiptoe man. Yes, which the tiptoe ma- man. Uh, but they Sounds now- like the bye-bye man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they now renamed him to the overseer. Okay. Uh, which is interesting. And then he, his son also has a theory about these missing girls that are there and there's mm. like a triangle and he's like, maybe you go to this place and you could find him. He's like, all right, I'll go on a walk tomorrow. And the walk is what he calls it when he goes out on the walk. I don't know if that comes into play later, nope. but that's when he goes out for a walk while he's on business when he really is going to do crime fighting. No. What he's does like, he do for a living? Because he can't make a living off of crime. Oh, the security the system. The security system. Okay. Yeah, he runs a security business of like selling like security cameras, oh, things like that. Okay. Um, That might come into play later. Not really. Oh, interesting. Never mind. Um, anyway, he's <laughs> like, also, the police are coming for you. Okay, oh, okay. cool. Um, there is a, a mention. I'm curious if this comes up. Um, Osaka Tower is going to be the biggest tower ever in Philadelphia. Does that ever come into play? Barely. Barely. Okay. Barely. Well, they put it in the in the audio in the back. So I was wondering, you know, that kind of you know, if it's very loud, I think it might be plot important. Just, just <laughs> like a it. book full of sayings. Like a book full of sayings <laughs> that you can read. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Anyway, during the scene, Bruce Willis is asking, "What is Salt Bay?" And he's like, "Oh, you know, it's this guy." And his son explains, "It's this guy who's like handsome, and he's oh, salts. the guy that salts things. Yeah, that oh, guy. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you know of him. Now I know this. Yeah, yeah, and he does it all like fancy, and it's like, why have this scene? Just, just don't. And then why did that's not even an insult? I'm gonna salt bay your ass. Yeah, like that wasn't gonna, a thing. He's gonna salt his meat. Like, right? Like, Salt Bay was never a thing of, like, a violent no, thing. No, he was just salting meat. That's more and like, yeah, that's more like, ooh, spicy. Yeah, yeah. or like, do I guess maybe do it with flair? Possibly. That's the only thing I could think of, but it's like... That's bad. That's not the act. That's like saying, I'm going to finesse you. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> Who knows? Oh, boy. Okay. Well, that makes All sense. All right, so now we go back to James, uh, James McAvoy acting like a child. Like, he's acting like his eight-year-old self. I don't right. remember the name. It doesn't matter. Who cares? I don't... F- he keeps saying, matter. He keeps walking around me like, hey, watch out, girls. Yeah, Beast is gonna come and eat you. By the way, you know I like Drake now. Like Drake is cool. I like him. He's cool. I'm I hate with him. So much. Um, and then um, Salt Bay. Drake s- is my Salt Bay. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why do you? Why do people pepper their movies with just modern references? It is something that's what old. you didn't like Black Panther. <sighs> what are those Oscar nominated Black Panther? <laughs> like. 
memes, they I know. they go it, so quickly. It dates you so it's, quickly. It's such an easy way to date something. Like maybe if something is massive in pop culture, mm. like but we don't have that anymore. We have no. memes that last for five days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that. it. Yeah. And then the the internet moves. The collective internet moves on to something else. Just right. don't date yourself with that quick well, of pop culture. Later on, a uh, glass wheels into a room, and someone was like messing with his stuff, and he goes, "Someone touch on my spaghetti." <laughs> <laughs> I'm back on board with this movie. <laughs> you know, you say that line, I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. Um, anyway. So then <laughs> it's just us hating on a movie for like an hour and a half, and I'm so into it. Yeah, it's, it's so, so much culmination. Yeah, of and like it the comes worst thing to this. <laughs> it's like you yeah, had the chance it built to, up to this movie. You had some. You set up some problematic ass shit. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Uh, split, split, and you're like, Unbreakable is a good movie. Yeah, and then you're gonna come out with this and just ruin both of them at the same time, <laughs> even more somehow. Yeah. Yep. Totally. <sighs> anyway. <laughs> So we got uh, M- uh, so M Night Shyamalan appears. Oh right, because he always makes yeah he always makes a cameo. Films, yeah, and uh, this I don't is remember what... Big and Split though. I don't remember. Who cares? Who, who he, doesn't who matter? Cares. Bruce yeah. Willis. He got confident again. He's yeah, like, I'm gonna be in my movie. We're gonna be in my movies. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, uh, he got uh, confident enough to come into the movie mm-hmm. and play someone who's interested in security for his apartment complex. Mm. So he's talking to Bruce Willis's kid, and Bruce Willis is like, "I'm gonna go on a walk," and he's just like doing this. They have an argument back and forth about, like, the kids like, don't go on a walk now. It's not time. And he's like, I want to go on a walk. And then, of course, M. Night Shyamalan chimes in, let your dad go on a damn walk if he wants to, kid. And fuck? honestly, voice acting for him, fine. It was passable. <laughs> it was okay. Yeah. But his facial expressions the whole time they're talking, overacting so much. <laughs> like, when I listen to a conversation, I don't make all sorts of faces. Crazy faces. That are yeah. all over the place, reacting to everything they say. I don't think... M. Night Shyamalan knows how people work. Like, no, he doesn't. We've, the more I watch these this. movies, yeah, their dialogue is so like unnatural and bad. It's like you have to. There are certain movies that have a tone or something like that yeah, yeah, where yeah. I come into it and I'm always off put by it. But right. then as I get into the movie, you a get little into bit more. It. Yeah, I have that same thing with this movie where the initial tone is extremely off putting, mm. but it just stays that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never no one, comforts you. No one speaks like proper english or like human beings his best characters are the ones that don't say anything yeah like in his first two movies i think we talked about this in split where it's like in unbreakable you have uh bruce willis in both movies and he barely says anything yeah. you know the the characters that speak the most are usually the weirdos like in the first movie in in uh, in sixth sense you had the little boy and he's a weirdo and then in the second movie unbreakable you had glass and he's a weirdo but then the moment everyone has to talk it's like the happening or this movie where it's like no one talks like a normal person yeah. you know it's just weird Weird. It works if you have a weird character, but if right. you have normal people that are trying to be normal, yeah. it's just you can't it's, relate everyone's to just them. weird. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, as a writer and director, how do you not give this script to people and go, make it your own? Yeah. Like, does this sound unnatural? Let's make it sound better. Let's no. make it work. No, You're no. not a Tarantino. No, no, no. It's all connected, bro. Yeah, totally. All, these, all, all these lines. This is the M. Night in. Shyamalan universe. <laughs> the Shalamaverse. Everything touches. <laughs> you know that radio message? Comes into play later. Barely. Radio message. I told you earlier about the Osaka Tower or whatever. Oh, that's right. Osaka Tower does come into play. Um, anyway, so he goes on a walk. That's what you get when you go into the universe, man. That's yeah. what you get. Um, so then, while he goes, Willis goes on his walk and he bumps mm. into James McAvoy. And somehow, I don't remember this power, but apparently, if he, he touches can touch them, people and he can see, and he can see their, their memories thoughts. or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so he has a memory of him standing there talking to some girls that are all chained up, uh. and they look dead. And I'm like, oh man, he killed them all. Right. He didn't kill him. No, of course. And 
he's like, oh, dang. So he goes and he sees that they're in a warehouse that he somehow figures out and is like, yeah, I know the exact warehouse this random brick warehouse is. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, go yeah. there. So he goes there. Wasn't he in a zoo in the first movie? In, uh, in Split? I think that's a year half. I think so. Only because there were flashbacks to it. Oh, okay. But he's moved somewhere now. Right? He's, he's moved not somewhere still else. He's in some random warehouse. Okay. I don't know. Um. Anyway, notice one thing about this movie. Lots of everyone wears headphones like a lot. There's a lot oh. of headphone wearing. I didn't notice that. James McAvoy's wearing one. Bruce Willis is wearing some. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. No, I don't think it matters. But no, probably not. <laughs> um. Then McAvoy like goes to some homeless people and then just starts freaking out and screaming and then gets very buff. And of course, turns like, I, he turns into a beast. Yeah. And one homeless guy's like, "Who are you?" I. Am you? What? Yeah, all right, sure. <laughs> I am you? Yeah, does that make any sense? No. Okay, oh, yeah, cool. Gosh. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> also, wait, he he attacks homeless people? I guess. It's not implied. He just turns all buff, and I assume he attacks them. No. I just assume that. The whole point of that character is like he leaves people alone that have had hardship in their lives. You remember? Yeah, right. That was the whole point of the movie. But the beast doesn't care. The beast has to feed, I guess. The beast was the one that was maybe, going out to the or lady. Or maybe him saying, I am you, means he's not going to attack right. them because okay. he's like, I relate to you homeless people because yeah. I'm, I, I have a lot like of hardship you. too. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. I don't know. But why would he flex on them? Yeah, why would he flex why on them? Why would he flex on with the beast? <laughs> he was going to be assault bay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the homeless guy turned and yeah. said. No <laughs> touch my spaghetti. <laughs> what other old dead memes can we think of? <laughs> <laughs> the wanted posters just advice animals or something like yeah. that. <laughs> just aggression wolf or whatever yeah insanity oh god, wolf. that's really old yeah, i know jeez let's go back i'm going all the way back yeah oh my god that subreddit is still alive uh, yeah it's a sad thing that yeah. and, that and are funny are still around that are funny and uh f-u-u-u or whatever that one is Fuh, Fuh. yeah oh god. That would be awful is like he referenced one of those like the it was really embarrassing so that's the thing is i feel why like you know? why, why you know and <laughs> oh like I would not do enough research for that because he barely has any research on mental yeah, health. He yeah. goes to the Wikipedia page. He's like, what is What's the closest meme? to split? Okay. Know your meme. What's trending? <laughs> All right. We got it. Put Salt it in. Salt Bay. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Salt Bay. Number one right He's now. He's got kids. His kids are probably like referencing that as sure. well. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Just a moment's away from flossing in this movie. Oh, my God. The beast flosses. <laughs> He gets all like strong. <laughs> he flosses at the dabs. He dabs on the haters. Yeah, I am you, the dabs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> that's what the next movie. It's like unbreakable split uh, uh, glass and the dab. <laughs> <laughs> Floss. All actions. Yeah. <laughs> Fortnite. Oh. Yeah. For- <laughs> yeah. That's just his name. he calls it Fortnite. He's gonna make a Fortnite. But movie. he's gonna say it's about tomorrow. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway. Oh, what man. an awful film! I just this movie's just breaking my brain because it's, <laughs> it's. But your brain was unbreakable. <laughs> no, I'm it's sorry. Splitting it's, your brain it's in half. too watery. <laughs> my one weakness. <laughs> Ugh, this is watered down ass movie. Um, 
So then James McAvoy, oh, so he the, cheerleaders are sca- the cheerleaders are scared, and it's like, oh, no, it's Bruce Willis. He's here to rescue him. So he right. breaks them all out, mm-hmm. and then the James McAvoy appears as the beast. He's crawling on the roof, and it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, that's crazy. And then he jumps down and throws a table at Bruce Willis, and I kind of like to see just because it's so bad. <laughs> he throws the table at Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is like, I'm strong, too, and throws the table right back at him, and the beast is like, neat, and he just chucks it at a cheerleader, knocks her out. <laughs> It's what like you shouldn't have given on that table. Yeah, and then <laughs> you um, idiot. And then whatever they cheat's fine. They, yeah. Their friends pick her up and rest getting her. hit by a table. Pretty bad. Like it's gonna hurt a lot, yeah, but I don't yeah. think you'll die instantly. Yeah, no, you might you get hit. Totally. You get hit in the head? Nah, she just got hit like sideways, but oh, it did okay. push her against the wall, which was <laughs> pretty crazy. Probably some internal bleeding. Yeah, but yeah, broken bones. It's, it's, she's unbreakable. <laughs> oh no! What that cheerleader? It's like the last the Jedi. Movie. It's like everyone could be unbreakable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The next movie's called Cheer, and it's just about that cheerleader. <laughs> It's basically like bring it on, but one of the yeah they just bring no they bring the bring it on universe yeah in. yeah yeah the shovel on universe to the bring it on universe you gotta come they together. collapse because whatever who yeah. cares at this point she's put on top of the cheerleading like tower and then she falls and like smashes into the ground and she's perfectly fine she's perfectly and fine then but then the sprinklers come on and she dies ah, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so anyway. then so then yeah they fight they go outside and then suddenly the police are there. And they flashlight, and I forgot about this, but if you flashlight at the split man, Mr. Mr. Uh, James McAvoy, right. he turns into another person, another person comes out, because mm. it's all related to light or some bullshit. Oh, and what, okay. But then Bruce Willis is like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm obviously a good person, so I'm not just going to fight the police. Right. So they, they capture him or whatever, and they take him to a psychiatric ward, and oh, his son boy. somehow learns about that. Yes. Memorial psychologist... Psychology? I don't remember if it's a memorial place. That's, who gives a shit? Who cares? Who cares? It's a place full of crazy people. Yes. Yeah. Um, How many patients are in this psychiatry? It looks like ward? just three. Right? It's just the three it's of them. It's just the three of them. It's weird, right? Yeah, it's weird. Because it's a big, like, it's a, it's big, a big building. It's a big psychology place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like two people working there. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got um, Dr. Ellie Staple, who's mm-hmm. played by Sarah Paulson. Yes. And she puts all of them in different rooms. And mm-hmm. she already, Glass is already there. Is mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah. Whatever. Glass. Sam Jackson. What's the name of the movie? <sighs> <laughs> I thought that was just a play on Unbreakable, but you're right. Oh, His yeah. name is Glass. <laughs> Glass. <laughs> so just obvious. realized that. <laughs> they almost never say his name. Oh. They just say, you know who's here. I see. Okay. Um, and he's like, so they set him up in these custom rooms. Mm-hmm. So Bruce Willis is in a room with a very pressurized water right. valve just that's pointing at him because that's his weakness. Mm-hmm. And then you got... Uh, split guy with lights all with over lights the room. all over the room, yeah. and then you got uh, the smart guy just heavily on drugs. Okay, yeah. to sedate his mind because he's too smart. Okay, so that's <sighs> their that's their superpowers. Is one cannot be broken. Yeah, one has a beast character that can come out and crawl on walls, and one is smart. <laughs> you don't understand. He's like really smart. <laughs> he's like so smart. He's real smart. <laughs> Listen, he. Likes to escape, so they sedate him because he's so smart. He memorized blueprints and then shut the whole hospital down. Shut up. (laughs) (sighs) Fucking stupid. I know. Anyway, she says to both of them, Bruce Willis and James McAvoy, Uh I have three days to treat you. By Why? any means necessary. Never explain. <laughs> Why, only have Why three do days? I have three days? I don't know. I was hoping maybe you would explain. None. None. Okay, no. great. She has three days to do this. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe the cops, maybe they're under criminal arrest. She's nope. like, whatever. Eh, whatever. That's never brought up. 
<laughs> so now we cut to Casey Cookie. I don't know if you remember her from the first from Split. Yes, the uh, lady Taylor from Joy. The Witch. Yeah, she's from, she's in The Witch. She's awesome in The Witch, and she's also in these two movies. Yes, <laughs> she does her she's best. So she's so beneath given. this fucking. Most of the actors are beneath this. Yeah, movie. I was gonna say. Yeah. look, they're just they, actors. Got to eat. That's true. Um, yeah. So her name's Casey. Casey Cookie, okay. which is a funny name. Do you know what uh, Bruce Willis's character's name is? David Dunn. Oh my god, the alliteration. Yeah, well they're superheroes. They're 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 uh comic book characters. Yeah, yeah. sure. Whatever. <laughs> so she's told that by her principal, I guess, that she's like, Oh, we caught the your killer of your friends. Friends. Your two friends. Yeah. We caught the killer. I thought you'd be happy to hear that. She's like, Cool, where is he? And she's like, That's the hospital, you can go visit him. It's like, Okay, cool, I guess I'll go. Why? Why I visit don't know. Why visit the person that murdered your I two don't friends know. and kept you in a basement? I don't know. Maybe reconcile something. I don't know. Okay, so tell me all about it. No, that's I'm going to the next scene because oh. first off, James McAvoy flirts, Gotta love the flow of this movie. Flirts with flirts with the nurse and then gets flashed a lot, and it's just a great, great montage of him just going through all his different characters. You James McAvoy. James McAvoy just going hello how are you oh i talk like this now what's up bro <laughs> it's like that's that's it's it. a scene it's like a 10 minute scene of this yeah, yeah just yeah. for the nurse to get freaked out and all he does is hit the flash button he could leave at any time if he's uncomfortable with the situation yeah yeah, yeah. open the door leave yeah. no he just plays the flash button until the beast comes out and then he does it again and it's like okay uh. it's just so it's like Why? so unnecessary. Why is it even there? We know. Like we get it. Him. It's yeah. happened multiple times already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're so angry. <laughs> if you uh, want this shit, go watch Split. Like, yeah, there's a whole movie. Interesting. Imagine if we watch the Avengers and all you see <laughs> is four just zapping people over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. ten minutes <laughs> that he does a whole time. In the Thor movies. What if the entire movie was uh, Iron Man making an entire suit? Yeah. And then, over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like over like the thing we've already that's already been established that has been built on top of. What we want to see is these characters interact. Yeah, exactly. We want to see how they interact. But no, you know what the first thing you do is they fight non-verbally. They right. don't say anything. Right. And then they get locked up in separate cells <laughs> all from each other. Yeah. And they don't even get to each other until the second half of the movie, and I don't even know if they say anything. <laughs> They don't. They're all That's separate. Why, like, why is the movie two hours? It could be an hour and a half. Yes. You can cut out so much you shit. You cut out so much of it. Yeah. It just gets to the part the audience wants. Yeah, they want exactly. to see him interact. They want to see how it relates to a broader universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of we already, just we've already established these characters it. have their own movie. And that's the thing is, I just mentioned earlier a flaw of like, if you come into this, you'll have no idea what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's felt like M. Night Shyamalan got through opening, writing the opening of this movie, yeah. and then was like, hmm. Oh man, what if no one see my movies? Let's just have little clips of the movies interspersed into this, and then also have their mo- hero powers displayed again right. and again. And just again. in case you don't know. Just in case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right. <laughs> also, I don't know if they show any from uh, Unbreakable. They show quite a bit of Unbreakable in my half. It's shocking how well that movie was shot, and like compare that movie to this one. Yes, it's like nine day. It is. It's like nine day. How differently it's like. Like Unbreakable was like slow and methodical, and all of its shots were like perfectly composed. And you see this movie, and it's like insane, all over the place. All over the place. Bad. It's oh, bad. Man, you know, you're you're working with some guy who's just a sense of identity order or whatever. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. I, yeah. I butchered that word. <laughs> um, I just want to say the DID word. Just DID. DID. DID? Yeah. Yeah. He has that. So let's make our movie crazy too. Yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah. It's annoying. It's, it's annoying. It's awful. Um, 
So then, um, God. So then Bruce Bruce Willis' son Cam comes in and is like, "I'm gonna try to break you out," and he just pretends he's like, "My dad just pretends to be a superhero sometimes." And they're like, "Yeah, all right, we know your um your dad is actually this, and you're also believe he's a superhero." By the way, I did not establish this important thing. The reason she, the specialist that um the main doctor is, yes, she deals with people who think they're superheroes. Like that's her specialty. Okay. So she, her objective is to try to get them to believe they're not superheroes. Got it. That is her whole objective, and that's what she's going to do. Right. Even though there's clear evidence in the other movies that they, they have, are they are superheroes. So we're sitting there knowing that they're already superheroes. Yes. Well, you already know that they're superheroes even if you didn't see the original movies. The movie opened showing their superhero powers. Yeah, exactly. The movie should have opened with them already at the hospital. Exactly, and it would have made a question everything of like, what is reality and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. Like, but you no. bring on a question the earlier movies. You know, now we're seeing the movie through... And this... this totally undermines a later scene in this movie too which could have could have been okay instead it's just laughably bad yeah yeah, yeah. and also lasts way too long anyway (laughs) whatever i I got through this so then so then uh bruce willis son is like i'm gonna bring him out she's like no also by the way hey i know your your mom died from leukemia what like five years ago whatever that's been a big deal what? Yeah, that's that's how they drop that information. Okay, that's, that's a it. cool thing to do. Yeah, that's it. Couldn't find go. a reason for her to be in the movie. Let's just kill her off. Yeah, you know that never comes into play later. By the way, you know the old the old comic book technique: refrigerating uh, a lady, <laughs> <laughs> killing them off for uh, probably male motivation. That's exactly right. Classic. But that's the other thing. Like, I understand killing. I don't understand, but I understand if you're a bad writer, you're like, I to give this guy motivation, I should kill his love interest off yeah. to make it more interesting. That never comes into play later. Yeah, like her death is not important. Wow, wow. great. Whatsoever. Cool. It's just the fact. So that even if you do a shitty trope, yeah, you can't even like do work with that. It. You can't even work with it. Yeah. God. All right. How about she just leaves him? Yeah. I don't Why know. is that not an option? That She's just a not great there. One. No leukemia. It's tragic. Yeah, you got to kill no her. No control. Off. Well, the re- I guess the minor thing is the psychologist says, "Hey, so you think your dad is invincible because your mom because your mom wasn't? So you hope your dad is. That's why you believe he's a superhero." That's it. That's that how about, line. How about their uh, their marriage wasn't stable, and you want some kind of stability, you know, so you feel like your dad is invincible. Boring, tragic. Together. Anyway. Fuck off. <laughs> That's why I'm like, simple fixes. This movie could have been done so well. Like, I, there's a good movie in there. Just fix it. Just fix these obvious things. Anyway, sorry. Your thing. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, We're going to work through this, Mike. We it's are. Okay. We're, We're going to get through this together. We're going to get through this together. I have a lot yeah. of notes still. That's fine. All right, so uh, then we got a flashback of... Uh, his son learning about Bruce Willis's identity. It's whatever, the same actor, right? The little boy. I don't know. That'd be impressive. Probably. I'll look it up. Um, and then Casey Cookie comes in and is like, "Hey, I want to talk to Split Man." <laughs> Casey Cookie. And then she's the the doctor's like, "No, you can't do that because you're a victim. Like, you can't go in there." And I'm like, "Oh, finally, something that makes sense." And then she's like, "Yeah." Uh, Why does she even want to go in there in the first place? She's like, "I need to see them anyway. I need to see them to like rec- tie up loose ends, or reconcile, or whatever Fuck bullshit." Off. And she's like. Okay, that's fine. Why don't you come in and talk to him? Mm. So she comes in, talks to the guy, and he's just like, oh, I'm acting weird, and says bullshit like the beast is the highest form of human evolution. And uh, it seems that Kevin appears, the main character that he's supposed to be. Right, the original person. person. Yes. And uh, says, and she tries to relate to him, and it's just like, oh, you know, the stuff that my uncle's in jail, he did bad things to me, and you also had your mom do bad things to you, and... God it's like okay it. whatever and then gets taken over by another personality mm-hmm. and then she leaves and the doctor comes up to her and is like hey cook casey cookie uh you know yes yeah, so you can't even say his name without just laughing casey. just casey <laughs> casey cookie and then says hey you know um 
the power of affection really helps. I can you help me with this? And she's like, nah, and then leaves. Understandably. And understandably, because it's like, well, I don't I did she my part. Killed I'm my done. Friends. Exactly. I felt I got my closure. I saw yeah. justice done, being served. Now I'm gone. Whatever. That's fine. I've had enough I awful shit. In my my un- life. I could semi understand that. I don't understand the doctor's motivation. No. So then she has cameras installed everywhere and then comes up to glass and is like, you know, I don't like how they're treating you about putting on these drugs, but you know what? You can't go anywhere now because we got met, uh, cameras installed everywhere. So you can't sneak around anymore, even though you look. You're in a wheelchair. How do you com- sneak around? He's completely sedated. Yeah. Or at least it appears to be. And he has no use of his legs. Yeah. And then he says then she says, hey, so we're going to do something to your frontal lobe. For some reason, not really explain what this benefit will do, but you know, I, it's gonna help you. It's this procedure we're gonna do. It's gonna happen tomorrow or whatever. He's just like, okay. I mean, he doesn't say anything because he's so heavily sedated. Why not take him out of his chair and not give him a chair? Keep him bedridden. I don't know because he might fall and hurt himself because he's, he's not gonna fall and hurt himself in a chair because his bones are in glass. <laughs> <laughs> He like, could roll himself into a wall. I, just, I don't know why I defended this movie. I tried. I jumped in front of that, and it was just broken like glass. Yeah. Just shattered that argument. You just punched it right through. Punched a big old hole. Come tumbling down. Now. Stupid. I'm going to have all these fucking cameras. Now, for some reason, they've been all in isolation, right? So now. Right. Without now they put them all together was, in the same room. Yes. Now, they put them all together in the same room that's really pink for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> And she says, I brought you all here together because you all think you're superheroes and we're going to talk about why you're not. Uh. So uh, she's like, she says the the catchphrase, Kevin Wendell Crumb and Kevin's personality appears because it gives him flashbacks to just horrible child abuse. Right. And then she's like, I want to talk to Kevin. Okay, well, let's talk to him. And then all of a sudden, the little, little boy appears again. I don't remember his name, Jimmy or some shit. <laughs> Jimmy's like, you can't talk to him because um, the main lady, uh, Patricia. Uh, Patricia, does it while you talk to him and she kind of runs the whole the whole evil right. business or whatever bullshit's going on inside of him. <sighs> <laughs> and then they're like, then he's like, okay, that's way too long. scene, just focusing on this one person. Uh-huh. She's like, okay, now let's talk to you, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason why you think you're strong? There's a flashback to him being drowned by little kids in water as a kid. Oh. And it's like, okay, cool. And he's like, all right, Glass. Now, why do you think you have intuition? What is that like? And Bruce Wells, of course, talks because Glass can't say anything. He's so heavily sedated. Mm-hmm. Intuition? <sighs> and he says it's intuition. It's just like something you feel. You see a moment, you know? Like when I touch someone, I just feel it. Okay. And I just go from there. It's hard to explain. And she's like, okay, so the way you found those cheerleaders, is it possible that you saw the red clay that was on um, James McAvoy's costume and you also heard a news story, and you thought he might be hiding in a place with red clay, so you went there, and you connected it because he acted like a little kid, which is also on the news reports. Is that why you found no! out? No! <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is such a... There's that's so impossible! Much, that's, you're in Philadelphia! There's red clay everywhere! Exactly! <laughs> How are you gonna know? It's like, all oh, the one red the clay one building. The one building with red clay in this historic fucking city. He's also like a forensics... Like, yeah. And all, and, oh, he's just... If an anything, architecture, like, if you're attributing super, like, 
thought or like uh, uh, super smarts to glass. Give that shit to fucking uh, uh, Bruce Willis, apparently. Yeah. Because all he needs to look at is red clay and put the pieces together like fucking Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. He is like a freaking um, uh, archi- architectural enthusiast. Yeah, like, he just exactly. loves that stuff. He's like, I know all about the clay buildings. There's only so many. He doesn't what? say any of that. He just goes because there's an intuition. You know why, though? Because Shyamalan was like, there is a plot hole. How did he find out where the things were? I need to find an explanation. But that explanation is because. Doesn't you know, make any sense. You know what his explanation was before? He had a superpower. Yeah, exactly. That's what made sense. <laughs> and and then, we know it's true. And he's. Yes, exactly. That's the problem. It's a scene stupid because we know it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, turns to the little boy that James McAvoy's playing. Yeah. And it's like, so about your superpower. He's like, yeah, don't you see about the. The, the zoo bars I like pulled open with my strength like I just pulled those open because I'm the beast he's like the beast did- isn't that strong you know like he's just a normal man those bars that were bent in the zoo they were made in 1874 so they're old and he's like, I was able to. Pry, she's like, I was able to pry them up with a crowbar. Took a little bit of strength, but it was possible with a crowbar. Exactly, he's gonna do it with his bare hands. <laughs> That's like, even better explanation. And then here's the thing: and she also, he also was <laughs> like, the beast was shot with a shotgun twice and lived. And she's like, yes, but the shotgun was old the shotgun was old and the bullets were old so that is why that is a plausible explanation Mike has got up and walked around walked away from this podcast and is laughing it's that is the explanation it's an old shotgun you know old weapons they don't hurt anymore they don't hurt anymore kill anybody yeah old weaponry and it's not even the weaponry it's the fucking bullets in it and the also said the bullets were old too where do you get old bullets from where are you using old bullets to shoot at a fucking criminal It's all old. That explains everything. It's, what the fuck? It is the dumbest. Dis- what kind of cop is running around with like a fucking like? Was it a cop that shot it with the I shotgun? I can't remember. I don't remember anything about the shotgun. I assumed it was in your half. Fuck off. I don't fucking it care. It doesn't matter. The point is, it's a stupid ass explanation. Stupid. You get hit with any fucking shotgun shells, you die. Yep. Anyway. Casey Cookie's doing some research at the comic book store, <laughs> and uh, she's talking to this kid, this guy off. who's really excited about comic books. She's like, neat, and then bought some comic books and leaves. Bruce Willis stores in the back, and this is a weird thing where the comic book guy says a great line because he's Bruce Willis' kid's in the back for way too long. He's right. like, you're not one of those weird Hello Kitty guys, are you? Brody. I don't know what that she means. the word brony. I, Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't get a license then, but Sonara was like, "But Hello Kitty is super yeah. easy to get a hold of, apparently." Yeah, sure, whatever. Oh my god! And Fuck then, this movie. And then Bruce Willis, <laughs> kid, is like, oh, "I couldn't find any interesting things in the hero section. Guess I better look at the villain section." Picks That's up, like, how they separate comics, by the way. Yeah, exactly. They separate them not, by heroes not like and DC villains. or Marvel. No, or you know, alphabetically or, or anything like that. Like that. Nope. No, they have one part of the store for heroes and the other part of the store for well, villains. Well, actually, to be fair, if you do have a comic book about like a certain series, like these are all Batman comic books, I'll put them in one section. So maybe... But, but you don't go to weird. the villain section. I know, it's just kind of organized there. But yeah. maybe... Um, this is the most plot... Stop! I can... Stop standing Look, up for this movie, Mike, this is, Mike, I gotta grab on to at least something that's plausible. <laughs> like the most plausible thing is you know the way is? this guy laid out his comic book store. You know what it is? The comic book store is really old. Yeah. <laughs> It was before the Dewey Decimal System. Back in the 50s. Yeah. They used to do it by Heroes and Villains because everything was black and white back then. 
this guy is just a really big fan of Brian Wilson and re- <laughs> big fan of Heroes and Villains, the songs. So. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck this. Anyway, he finds a comic book about Whisper Man. I don't know if that plays into anything later. No. It says, like, what about his parents? This gives him the idea to start looking up um, the split guy's parents, Kevin Crumb. What a dumb name. What an awful Kevin Crumb. Why are they all these worst names? These Carrie are- Cook and Kevin Crumb. Excuse me, Carrie Cookie? Carrie Cookie. Carrie Sorry, Kevin Crumb. I made it sound like a real Den- name. Dennis Dunn. Dennis Dunn. Dennis David. Whatever. Dennis Dunn. Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. It well, doesn't matter. I want to correct you about Casey Cookie, though. <laughs> wait, wait, but it was who? Crumb? Kevin Salacious, Crumb. Salacious Crumb. Salacious Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a way better movie. That'd be awesome. (laughs) The beast just slashes crumb. Yeah, yeah. The the beast is coming. He just starts laughing. (laughs) Then it's Jabba the Hutt. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. (laughs) Jabba the Hutt's weird little pet that laughs like that. There you go. Explanation for all those who don't. No, who slays Crumb is. Anyway, <laughs> Casey's reading comic books. Is clearly she has a loving foster family. Does that matter at all? Because she clearly nope. has a family. Nope. And I think the larger ties to this movie is that M. Night Shyamalan, what he's trying to say is you need good family support structures or you're going to turn into fucking James McAvoy <laughs> and maybe something weird. And, you know, maybe Bruce Willis's kid came out okay because he had a good dad, but he has some issues because his mom died. But you know what? Casey Cookie's going to be okay because she has a great loving family. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what the philosophy of this movie is. I got to grab on to something. But how does that even compare to his whole, like, metatextual thing about comic books? Because most of the movie's about, like, just, like, you know... Maybe using... maybe you can't be a hero unless you have a tragic story, but those people have... But you, if you're a hero, you also have flaws. Okay. Maybe. So in order to be a hero, you have to have a tragic backstory. But if you have a good, if you have, Superman had a good family. If you have a good family, maybe it's just showing different. Uh, fuck, I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm trying here. I don't know. I'm trying. There's not much to we'll, grab. We'll on. talk about it more. I think. Yeah, we'll talk about it more. Dan. Yeah. Um, Sam Jackson then is the guards threatening him and is like, "I know you walk around here. I'm gonna drop a flashlight on your legs." And he does. He but doesn't then he walk around it. anywhere. Exactly. Well, he says, "I know he's getting out." Okay. He just doesn't respond because Sam Jackson just doesn't make any motions. Uh, but then we see him. After the guard leaves, during the guard uh, handoff, right, and they swap one guard. By the way, and he swaps to another guard. No, I know. Oh yeah, one, one guard time. looks out for three patients. Yeah, that's fine. Giant ass building. Whatevs. And then Sam Jackson wheels on over and starts mm-hmm. googling stuff on the internet about Bruce Willis and Tiptoe Crumb. Man. And there you go. That's where I first see it. He looks up information about him. Uh, I, I said somehow he's granted access to security tapes and files. No, man, he's smart. Yeah, he's able he's to put smart. It all he just has But things. I thought he was drugged. Apparently not. Nope. You, you figure out later that he apparently didn't take any of the medication. Oh, excuse me. I have to figure out what happens next in the movie. Sorry. So what happens next is Bruce Willis wins, beats them all up, and then... Um, How does he beat them all up? He's he's stuck in his room. Uh, look, he gets loose somehow. Okay. Like. I feel like this this lady's bad. She turns like a heel turn. Is like I'm doing it for a bad thing, and then all the villain they all have to work together to get out. But then Bruce Willis realizes they're all bad, and then puts them all back in jail or something. The lady is bad. Yeah, I feel like the doctor's bad. Okay, I feel like she has a turn. Okay, that's just my guess. Because why would she need three days? She's obviously working for someone else. Right, right. There's usually yeah. There she's got some kind of like thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, so then in the end he she fights everybody. Yeah, it's a happy ending. Okay, cool. All right then. 
That's probably way. That's. I just feel like there's no way he could fit a twist in here, but I bet there is. There's some shitty twist that's going to happen. Well, you'll just have to see. Oh so God. he learns about the beast and the other personalities. He also turns around and he sees a little magazine, the Osaka Tower magazine. Okay. And yeah. it says, A True Marvel. Okay, cool. You know, like the comics. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Uh, so then he... Powered by DC Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, so then he wheels into James McAvoy's room, talks to a mother, Patricia, asks to see the beast. Um, he tells them, in, he, uh, Sam Jackson tells James McAvoy that he's obsessed with comic books. He brings up some stupid thing. This movie's just full of dumb shit. He's like, <laughs> wow, he's like, really? Did you know that strong men back in the day wore, wore spandex and that's why superheroes today wear spandex? And I'm like, what is this? Have to do I feel like anything? there's another thing like that where one of the guards is telling another guard where he's like, Yo, hey, you've been taking those vitamins? He's like, no, nah, not as much as I said. He's like, you got to take it with vitamin D. If you don't take vitamin D, they're not going to be absorbed into your body properly. I'm like, what the f- like, what it is just this seems even about? Weird. It yeah. just seems like out of place. I get it. It's like he's just trying to make banter, but the banter is so weird. But like, this is a villain talking to the other villain, like oh, a yeah. monologue. And like, he's bringing up this weird shit that doesn't even matter. Like, it's so bizarre and poorly, like, poorly, like, worded, too. So he, uh, He's like, you got to look past the monologue and villains and believe in me and comic books. And I don't know. And this so is then, the Sam Jackson. Right. right. So Glass says that he wants to see the beast. And he's like, if the beast is real, then we can break out. And I'm like, I know I'm the beast sorry. is Every real. time you think, I want to see the beast, I feel like he's going to, James McAvoy's going to unzip his pants. <laughs> Here's the beast right Here's here, baby. Here's the beast right here, baby. <laughs> I bet you one of his personalities would do that. This is you. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to wake up with this up your ass. Oh, no. uh, so <laughs> God. So Patricia says that she doubts the existence of the beast. And I'm like, I don't. I saw the last movie. I know what the beast is. I know he's real. So what the fuck is this about? And then uh, Sam Jackson says, everything extraordinary can be explained away. And yet it is true. And I'm like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? So then he reels out of the room. It's so stupid. So then he reels out of the room, goes back to his room. And the next morning they sedate him. And they're like, we saw footage of you moving around. We know. So we're going to sedate you and we're going to put you. So they put, they put him. He's like, the procedure has to happen now, this morning. So then we see a flashback of young little kid, young little boy glass. And he's at the amusement park and he's on a tilt-a-whirl. Somehow this boy with bones made of glass, one, snuck away from his mom at an amusement park. And two, got in line at a tilt-a-whirl, not worried about his fucking like glass bones Maybe he doesn't have at this point I don't he know. Di- he was born with him okay i'm sorry i'm sorry I'm don't sorry. i'm just i'm just double checking just double checking. he was bored that's how okay. the movie opens double checking. that's how remember unbreakable opens i don't remember anything from unbreakable that was sorry i saw ago. the first half of unbreakable but it opens with glass being born and he's a creep he's a oh, creep okay. little boy uh so he's on the tilt-a-whirl he spot two even though he's like a poor black kid like that's the thing that's established too he's bought two giant bears and he's got a jacket, and he surrounds himself in it to protect himself. Okay. But he is on a tilt-a-whirl, so it doesn't work, and he breaks himself in half. And that's how he winds up in a wheelchair, I guess. Um, uh, okay. And so it, it, all this has happened as he's strapped down, and he's got the light on him. And he goes like, Pew! and so you assume that his he's been lobotomized? Sure. I don't know. They never mention what it is. They, they never mention what it happens to my have to. With his front lobe. Don't know exactly what they're doing with that front lobe, but yep. sure, whatever. So anyway, so he's down, uh, glasses like drooling, and this orderly guy comes up and talks to him, and he's like, "Oh, the orderly's like, oh, these like pictures are all askew. How I don't know why we even put pictures in this room." Oh, no. And he sits down. No, I don't know. He notices no. the askew pictures, but you know what he doesn't notice all of the broken glass on the ground because oh, no. glass 
is actually a-okay, and he slashes the orderly's neck with a piece of glass. Oh, I thought he was going to have psychic powers. Oh, no. <laughs> That's even worse. I thought he was like, all those are tilted because he's gotten psychic no. powers because of the procedure. No, no. He's just fine. No. You know what? Not only is he perfectly fine, they then flash back to earlier in the movie, and he has somehow wheeled around and taken out like the thing that makes the machine work. Like the lens? This machine. Oh, the procedure the machine. The procedure machine. And I'm like, you know, before you do a procedure that affects a person's brain, you, you might like, want to double check. You might want to double check to make sure everything's there, you know? Because like that's kind of important. They're running a loose operation here. They fucking clearly. Yeah. There's one guy looking at the They spent a lot of money on that hydraulic uh, pressure hose it's, system for Bruce Willis's room. It's so fucking stupid. And flash bulbs. <laughs> uh so now he's got to run to the place because he killed the orderly. Yeah, there's one person's it. There's only one person that looks after these three superheroes. Actually, no, wait, there's two because there is one guy at the very front. That is like that never checks out anyone. No, his his job is to be at the front desk. Yeah, cool. Sure, whatever. He's the one who takes more vitamin D. You know, that's right. Vitamins. So then, uh, the beast reveals himself to Glass. Oh yeah. And uh, okay, so Glass is like, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go to this tallest building in Philly and we're gonna prove that we exist. You're gonna fight. uh, This is a soccer building. That's right. Comes in the play. That's pretty big. Why don't you just wait? Oh no. Why don't you just wait, you little pretty butt? So uh, and so then fucking. Sam Jackson says, well, this sounds like the bad guys teaming up <sighs> again. Just say what's just happening. Just say what's happening, right? So then Glass tells Bruce Willis about the beast and tells him that the only way to save lives is to break through that metal door and fight him. He says he turned the, the water off, so the water's not going to affect him. All he has to do is fight him and get out. So okay. it's the next day, new orderly arrives, sees dead orderly on security footage that the, in Glass's room, and I'm like, okay. I'm working at a place. I'm the only orderly on staff. I see a dead orderly in a room. <laughs> I'm going to go investigate by myself. <laughs> God. No, I don't call security or the cops in a fucking mental institution. Nope. I'm going to go investigate by myself without alerting anybody as to what's going on. Why? He does that. He gets immediately killed by the beast. <laughs> And also, he finds Glass dressed like Prince. Like, he's wearing, like, a p- purple... I've seen pictures of that outfit, because yeah. I, I will let you know. I went to a, a Conan O'Brien taping. Oh, of, yeah. Of, of all the Glass cast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he, they showed that picture, and they're like, Sam Jackson was very excited about that suit. I'll let him know. I don't know why he has that suit. Don't know why? It looks cool, though. I don't know where they put it. And he still fits in it, apparently. That's a good point. Where did he happen? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So the beast <sighs> kills the orderly. Bruce Willis breaks out of his room. Uh, Glass and McAvoy seriously, literally just like walk out of the building, basically unnoticed. There's some orderlies like in the basement that notice them. And I'm just like, at this point, I'm like, this is a big building. I've only seen like three patients. Like, what the fuck? How is it like there's this much room and people working there and there's only one guy working security? This doesn't make any sense. Uh, but they basically get out. Uh, they alert them. They get they get off through the basement. There's a different universe from Earth. A lot of things just don't make sense. That's true. You know, all this stuff can just be explained away with that. Yeah. So uh, barely anyone suspects anything. Uh, then we see Bruce Willis's son, the lady from Split. Carrie is there? K- Carrie Cook? Who? What? The lady from Split. Oh, Carrie Cookie. Carrie Cookie. I don't Excuse know me. Don't, I, I do not respond to Carrie Cook. I Carrie Cookie. She's, Carrie Cookie. She's not a cook. She is a, a dessert. A cook, yes. Yeah. Right. What a, what a cook makes. Yeah. So Carrie Cookie's there. Bruce Willis's son is there. And Glass's mom is there. Oh, yes. Glass's, you know what? Glass's mom did appear earlier in the film. I just didn't say anything because all she did was just be like, he's always been... A tough boy. That's right. And that's it. And I now, didn't know that was his mom at first. I'm like, that's like his sister. I thought it was his wife. Or his aunt. Or his wife. It's his mom. Okay. 
Okay. How old is his fucking mom? <laughs> Not that old. Not that old. How old do you think she is, the actor, compared to Sam Jackson? Oh, she's younger. She is younger. Yeah. I was going to say. five she, years younger she than She has Sam a wig Jackson. on. Yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. Why even write his mom into the movie? I don't know. He, she doesn't do she anything. She doesn't do anything. But all of them have appeared. You know what? what? It's a reference to the other Unbreakable movie because she's in that, right? She's... Is she in that? I feel like she's in that. At the end, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't fucking matter. So anyway, she's in the movie. All of them appear at the mental institution. And at this point, I'm, there hasn't been much dialogue. There's been some, and it's been bad. But this is the first time I'm getting dialogue from people that I should be respecting, like um, <laughs> the psychiatrist and uh, Carrie Cookie. So Carrie Cookie says, Did you know the first Superman couldn't even fly? And Metropolis is actually New York City. And what about all the coincidences in what I was reading? I guess comic books are an obsession. Have you ever been to a comic book convention? They sell teen TV shows there. They are selling things. Your friends and family members have lost their perspective. What does this mean? I don't understand what this style <laughs> I, is. I, supposed I also to be. love that her realization about like but, but Metropolis is a standard for New York City. Yeah. Like, what is this coincidence that she's bringing up? I don't understand. It's not understand. a coincidence. It's an intentional thing that someone made. Right. Like, she's she's doing this investigative research on comics. And then later on... Is, is In this world, is it supposed to be, like, comic books are inspired by real-life events or something like that? I have no idea. Well, that's the other thing. Is oh, you that- know what? There is a scene where she sees a, um, a picture of some ape man, mm. like, opening up bars in a zoo. Uh-huh. And then she relates that to... Uh, the split man right doing this bar thing again she relates it to that scene okay maybe that's one of the coincidences she's like it sure is weird that there's it's almost like similar things it's almost like this movie's written by a bad writer it's who like, just takes cliches and uses yeah, them. yeah it's like are these the actual origins of actual superheroes i don't well, know then, and means. then the psychiatrist is like well comic books are not history they're not real history and i'm like no shit they're written by fucking jack kirby and like you know like fucking stan lee like yeah. obviously they aren't real history what is this movie trying to say I don't is, know. Is fiction dumb? Like, is With it dumb to have this, heroes? Like, there's no subtext in this movie whatsoever, and yet I still don't understand what the movie's trying to get across. Like, it's just a mess. It's insane. So it's almost like you combine three different philosophies from a different movie. Like, I know. It's ones. almost like it's a mess, right? Yeah. So right, she says comic books are not valid history. She brings up how cliche the three characters are, and I'm like, yeah, I agree. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. So then Glass's mom starts fucking bringing up cliche story beats that this movie is using. I wrote down, fuck this movie. I hate it. Holy shit. I hate it so much. So it's great when you write that in your notes just to get that little that little release. Oh, it's the best. So then we get the fight scene because oh. Bruce Willis is broken out of his his uh, place and uh, you've got uh, James McAvoy and you've got Glass and all of them are out now. Cool. We see an embarrassing shot of glass behind a, a, a computer coding. He's is he coding. Co- is he coding like drones or some shit to come attack? You'll, well, you'll just have to see. But he is coding, and it's great because he's typing 
so slowly on the keyboard <laughs> and then on the screen so quickly. And you know when you code, it's really great when you code and you just write perfectly the first oh, time. Oh, yeah. And you, you never, never make any typos. It. Yeah. Never. It's great. Right. That just, he, well, you know, he's, he's a genius. He's smart. He knows what he's doing. He's smart. Fucking That's his superpower. It's a Linux system. I know this. Uh, I'm a hacker. Yeah. There's a weird lateral tracking shot um, where the psychiatrist finds the dead body in a room. And I'm like, oh, you're going to lateral track into another scene. No, it's just one lateral tracking shot. And that's it. Uh, embarrassing stationary security shot of Bruce Willis running with a raincoat on. Uh, this is where I immediately realized, oh, this is not Bruce Willis. It's just a guy wearing a raincoat. Yeah. You're really good at spying that, too. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, weird tracking shot of lady from... Oh, God. So then the uh, 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 James McAvoy has run out, and he looks over, and he sees Carrie Cookie. And there's a tracking shot, like, moving into Carrie Cookie. But it's weird, because she's in the middle of the frame. But to the right of the frame is Glass's mom in frame. And to the left of the frame is Bruce Willis's son slightly out of frame. So I'm just like, what are we supposed to be focusing on? That's like, really confusing. I didn't understand it. It was just so poorly composed. Uh, and then, any of them can die. I don't know. I don't know what he's looking at. Because there's one, there's two people in frame. So anyway. Wow. Uh, so then, and they're both ladies. So I'm like, is he looking at the ladies? Like, what is he going on? So then there's a weird zoom lens. There's no zoom lens other than this. They literally zoom with the lens of Willis in a raincoat. And then we get a goofy shot of the beast running. It's in every trailer where the beast is like running on all fours. Yeah, yeah. And I, he's clearly attached to wires. I also like the... Um, uh, in my half, there was definitely shots of someone attached like a GoPro type camera yeah. to a person and then they fought or whatever. Right. Oh, so here comes the uh, climactic fight oh, scene. Okay. We've been. Oh, oh, you're pointing this at is, me very aggressively. This is the scene we've been waiting for the whole movie. Oh. We had the one fight at the very beginning yeah. and now we're getting the oh, big geez. climactic fight scene. We have to stop James McAvoy from getting in that building. So, yeah, sure. Big intense fight scene from two points of view. First point of view. Inside of a truck, obscuring the fight completely, we literally just get from inside of the truck, James McAvoy smashed up against the metal and then through windows. So we don't see any actual cool. fighting. Nice. Second perspective is a first person perspective of Willis and the Beast cutting between reactions. So it's like from my perspective looking at you and I your perspective that. looking at me. So we don't get a sense of space and we don't get a sense of energy because there's constant cutting between both close-ups. That's always my favorite thing in video games where you're doing a first-person view and yeah. then you're punching something and you're like, I really don't know where I am in where this I space. Am. I sure where hope everyone I... else is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. There's other characters in the scene I care about, by the way, not just these two. Yeah. And I also want to see how they're fighting. They're literally just choking each other. Mm. And they're looking at each other. And well, there you go. That's how they're fighting. Work. They're just choking each other and looking at each other. Very, very, very exciting. Very exciting. Very, very exciting. sexual. So, right. <laughs> the beast. <laughs> the beast. Uh, uh, so, yeah. That's an interesting idea. The beast is fucking an unbreakable boy. Like, if what if what if Bruce Willis <laughs> was getting fucked by the beast and he's unbreakable? He's the only person who can have sex. And it's like his ass doesn't bleed yeah. or, like, stretch or anything. <laughs> and the beast is just going to town on him and he's and the beast is like really strong and he's like <laughs> and, and bruce willis bent over taking it all lovingly he's loving this he's unbreakable he's the only person the beast could fuck and glass definitely can't Gl no glass would glass is like jerking off and breaking his dick <laughs> god this is a weird ass fan fiction did you know the unbreakable universe has a wikipedia <laughs> does a it really wikipedia does it really it sure does oh no i'm gonna look it up while we go please do so most fight scenes are in first person, obscure the face completely. Oh, right. 
So if there isn't a shot that is first person, they completely obscure Bruce Willis's face. He's clearly not that guy. And then there's this weird thing. I want to play it for you. I, we might have to take a break or something so I can show okay, it to yeah. you. Cool. There's this weird thing where Bruce Willis's son shouts to Bruce Willis, telling him that two tactical teams are on their way. Okay. And we don't get a shot of his son. We don't know where he is in this scene, first off. Second off, the audio is really weird. It sounds like Bruce Willis has like a mic or like a, a little like earpiece to hear him because the audio sounds like it's going through an earpiece. Weird. I mean, it's he does have an earpiece with his son. Oh, he does? Yes. Why didn't they confiscate that? Uh, that's a great point. How did he get it back? Maybe he went through his effects. But how? Did, why, why did his son bring a, a apparatus to talk into an earpiece if he knew that his dad was going to be locked up? Doesn't matter. I don't know. Here's the third question. How does he know that a tactical team is coming? Never established. <sighs> Never. He doesn't know. He also doesn't say how he knows the police are on his tail. I don't know. Exactly. So uh, Willis's son tells the Beast that Kevin's dad was on the same train that uh, Willis was on and that uh, Glass had engineered that crash. And so it's Glass's fault that, the, that Kevin's dad is dead. Did you know this was coming? This is a big <sighs> twist. No. Now you remember that. Is in, he trying to create another superhero Is that his whole thing Okay So this is so stupid This is the stupidest thing So I remember in Split I was like Why is he going to a train station This I don't understand what he's doing Now we realize Why he's going to the train station Is because that's where his dad died And it's the same place That uh, Bruce The same train that Bruce Willis was riding I believe that was a criticism We had on the podcast Is we did not mention How his dad died it missed, we, we missed it somehow Right um, So this is <clears throat> the reveal But here's the thing Glass did not anticipate this. He's like, this was collateral damage, and it wound up working. I created two superheroes. I'm a creator of superheroes. He, he, didn't, he didn't intend for the beast to be made or any of that stuff. Sure, okay. Why? <laughs> Who cares? Is that the, that's a twist? And how does... That's the twist. And, like, how does, how does he know? How does Bruce Willis's son know that? Because he looks on the internet. He, he Googled, who are my parents? And he looked it up and then he connected it. I don't fucking know. Doesn't matter, He's right? He's good at pooters. That's right. That's his power. It's stupid. And then also there's this shot of like Kevin's dad and then the camera like moves back and then we see young Bruce Willis and they clearly just like spliced the footage from old like Unbreakable <laughs> to this new movie together. But it's like, it's so great because it's like you see the end with Bruce Willis and like what a beautifully composed shot. So good, so great. And then earlier, just an earlier in that shot, terribly composed. <laughs> like just you see what like happened. it's so bad. So anyway, Beast crushes Glass's shoulder. Glass falls out of his chair somehow and dies. Um Are Beast, dead? Okay. Dead. Glass dies okay. by the beast. The beast kills him. Hmm. And then Beast tosses Bruce Willis into a giant water tank that's there for some reason. Uh and Willis breaks the water tank open as they're both in there fighting. Beast tries to run to the big building that we have established earlier. Um but then Carrie Cookie hugs him. Empathy. That's what the doctor said. And he keeps say, she keeps saying Kevin Wendell Crumb over and over again. Yeah, like, yeah, what an the... awkward name to be saying like five <laughs> times over and over again. Then he appears in the mirror. Then he appears. Right. That's right. Yeah. It's like, or it's like uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah. And then he turns to Kevin and then SWAT guy kills the beast in the stomach. Shoots him right in the, be- right in the stomach. Okay. And he dies. So they're both dead. He dies. Cool. Uh, and then we get a view of Bruce Willis and he's on the ground and he's like coughing because he was in water and that's like his weakness and then another SWAT guy comes up and he grabs Bruce Willis by like his jacket and forces him into like the tiniest of puddles trying to drown him why now here's where the movie 
turns into utter dog shit. Oh no! The movie was bad before. Oh no! How you, are you ready for this twist? This Shyamalan <sighs> twist? We've all, we're already way past our time. Let's just—I just, just want to make this a whole blowout. Let's do it. Let's fucking go. I want. I'm ready for this twist. I'm ready. We get a little shot of this of the SWAT member's wrist, uh-huh. and there's a three-leaf clover on it. Okay, what does a three-leaf clover mean? I don't know what that means. I'm like, what is that? Why, why are they showing that off? Is he some kind of like secret society? Okay, yeah. And then we get a view from Bruce Willis's perspective, and there is Sarah Palmer yeah. coming up. That's her name, right? Paulson. Paulson. Sarah Paulson. Sarah Palmer is the character from Twin Peaks. She <laughs> reaches out to like, she's like, touch my hand. And I'm like, just tell the SWAT man to stop trying to kill Bruce Willis. What are you doing? And then he like reaches out and grabs her hand, and then he zaps into her brain and sees that she is part of a secret society knew it! of people that want to keep the status quo and get rid of exceptional people. And so her job and everyone else's is to either convince people who are exceptional that they aren't or to get rid of them. So her whole plot here was trying to convince these three that so they were superheroes. that's why she had three days. Three days to convince them they why? were superheroes. Otherwise, they'd kill them. That's probably it. Why not just kill them? Because uh, she's a humanitarian. They're killing them right back. now! I, it didn't work. Three days is up. Why even give them three days? I don't Who know. Who gives a shit? I don't know. Who? One that of us so, are fucking... That is really dumb. Two of them are fucking serial killers. Yeah, you could just kill just them. Just fucking murder them. Yeah, that's true. What the fuck is the matter with you? And... <laughs> If you are a secret society that has pull enough pull to staff for the fucking SWAT team of Philadelphia, yeah. why don't you fucking manage this freaking like mental institution better? I feel like it's because she does not have much pull because she has one. She has enough pull to. She has, no, she, she doesn't have enough pull because no, everyone wants to probably just kill them instead. She's the only one who's like allowed. You get three days. All right, do your weird thing, Karen, or whatever your name is, Doctor Paulson. <laughs> why? But why? Why even do that, dude? Because she likes people. She doesn't... That's the thing. It's, there's no motivation behind her character. There's None. nothing... There's... Oh, my God. There's there's no reason for her to do any of this. It's so She's stupid. She's just like, I'm interested in telling people that they're not superheroes. That's her character. She doesn't do anything else. She doesn't have a motivation like, I want to save superheroes because one of them saved me once. Yeah. That's all it would have taken. Yeah. Like, maybe they're good people on the inside or something like that. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. so she's trying to go from the inside of this clover field, field. situation. <laughs> I literally couldn't think of anything else. That's fine. Um... And she could have been like, oh, I'm trying to help from the inside. You know, I'm resisting from the inside. Like, that could have been at least somewhat more plausible than just like, I'm doing three days because, I don't know, I feel like it's fun. Right. And and we get multiple scenes of her with, like, the secret society. Never once is it established why there's three days, why there's this, like, countdown at all. Or why she's even doing this whole thing. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. Great. And this fucking twist comes at the very end and establish and explains nothing and only makes the movie more confusing, if anything. It's so stupid. I'm glad I got most of the predictions right though. And then Glass dies, and then James McAvoy dies, and then Bruce Willis dies. They all die. All of them die. (laughs) They all die. That's one way to end the universe. Yes. But right before Oh god. Right before Glass dies. His his mom, I was going to say his wife, his mom says, you've talked so much about comic books. Don't you know that at the end of a special edition comic, the villain has to die? Kill me. And then he says, this isn't a special edition, mama. This is an origin story. And then he dies. And I'm just like, what does that mean? 
What does that mean? Is there another shot? Did you watch the end of the movie? Is there like a shot of like Casey Cookie taking up the mantle or something? Ethan, why did I say? When did I ever say this was the ending of the movie? Oh no! We have ten more minutes. Oh no! <laughs> Mike, Mike, you're going on so. Let's keep going. Fuck it. This is. I am. This I am is, almost this, done. It's okay. I'm almost done. We gotta also look at these screen scenes. They all die. Uh huh. Lady tells uh the org her organization about the three people uh-huh. and i'm just like she's like all three exceptional people are gone and i'm like okay one was the two were clearly exceptional one guy c- couldn't die and one guy was a monster one guy was just smarting in a wheelchair like yeah. he wasn't an exceptional person come yeah. on anyway she says they're all dead <sighs> and uh she says uh blah 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 Weird tracking shot of a guy in a row. Oh, God. Right. When this whole scene happens, there's this weird shot where this guy's talking in a restaurant and he's not saying anything. Like he's he's mouthing words. And I'm just like, why not have him just talk? And it, it doesn't matter. Anyway, that scene happens. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So then she goes. She also says no one saw them. She says that we there were no witnesses. I'm like, what are you talking about? Fucking cops were there. Their families were there. Oh, what are you all, talking they're about? All, they're all bought off. It's fine. The families were bought off. Sure. I don't know. Uh, so then uh, she goes to the comic book shop and one dude says, you know, he's the mastermind because he gets you looking in the wrong direction. There's always a real plan. And then she gets real nervous. And Who I'm like, what's he talking about? Just He's just talking about random. Like he's at a comic book store. And he's talking about random comic books. Oh, to like a random person? A random person. Okay. I, thought to was, I thought he was talking to her. No, no. Like, he's just saying sense. that off in the distance. Okay. She hears that. And she's like, whoa, I never thought that the smartest guy ever that I thought was so exceptional didn't have a secondary plan. So then she goes back to the mm-hmm. mental institution and she talks to one of the security guys and she's like, check the footage. It's all been okay. We're like, everything's been deleted, right? Has it been downloaded? And he says, wait a minute. This was streamed to a private site. That's what he was oh, hacking okay. earlier. He was hacking and streaming. It. And I'm like, okay, well, if it was being streamed to a private site, this already would have gotten out. Like, that's how streams oh, work. It's a private site, though. What's the point of that? I don't know. <laughs> so then we get shots of all three family members. Well, two family members and Carrie Cookie. They all get emails from a Glass posthumous, posthumously? Yeah, posthumously. Sure. Yeah. And... Uh, it's here's all the footage from the security cameras and then they're like whoa and then they put it all online and then and that's the end of the movie that's it is they just revealed the secret organization that's it yeah and then there's a shot of of sarah paulson getting down on her knees and going oh no i failed this movie sucks. Oh my this god! This movie's really. B- I even waited till after the credits to make sure there's nothing else. This movie fucking sucks. I hated this goddamn movie, oh my and it would have been so easy to fix. It would have been so easy. There's so many little tweaks to at least make it palatable or make sense. Make it shorter. Yeah. All right. Let's let's dive in and I want to do. I, I can look at this wiki. I guess. He's All right. Let's good look at the wiki. We're back. Hey. Hey, <laughs> you show me those scenes. They were bad. They were so bad. They were shot poorly. They made no sense. It was so bad, the least exciting fight scene I've seen in a while. It's so unexciting. It's so boring. But you know what? People loved this movie. I am on IMDb. Uh-huh. Here's some quotes from people, uh, some thoughts on the film. And these make me so goddamn angry. <laughs> Not the Avengers. Okay, uh, yeah. my wife and I just got back from watching the opening night of Glass. Uh-huh. My Google Home is angry again. Oh, okay. staying up late. That's right. Um, we had a lot to talk about. As my title reads, this is non Avengers movie. Do not expect nonstop action. Thank expect you. action, story, details, dialogue, emotion, more story, 
and then some more action. It's a great movie to start off 2019. Oh my god. Here's another one. I hate this. So it's kind of a smart movie that confuses critics who prefer light, easy to digest popcorn entertainment. When it shifts to full thriller or action, brace yourself because it gets totally intense. Director Shyamalan doesn't get much respect from critics, but screw the critics. He did brilliantly here from writing to directing. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you! I love boring, not easy to digest movies, and this movie is not one of them. We watched The Seventh Seal last week, and we both enjoyed it. Fuck you! Fuck you! This movie is not smart or thoughtful at all! I'm so angry! It's it's not. It's not. It's not Uh, at all. Um, Here is one line. This is what I want to tell you. This is this is it. I looked through a lot of Wikipedia. There's a lot of fandom. It's boring. It's mostly it. just them talking about like what, things the, we know. It's the, yeah, it's the universe. They're yeah. explaining the universe, you know, probably better than we did cuz you know what? We were just too mad. I admit probably didn't do a great job piecing everything together. That's probably against email. Doesn't matter. It's Doesn't matter. not worth worth spending the time on. No. You know what? if you like this movie, please email us and tell us why. <laughs> Explain yourself. <clears throat> so, when this movie was first talked about um, despite being preceded by hyper-realistic films about superheroes and villains like The Dark Knight, Shyamalan personally considered Glass to be the first truly grounded comic book movie. It's grounded, baby. So realistic. So realistic. Wait, Glass was the first grounded comic book movie? Yes. Wasn't? Un- I feel like Unbreakable is <laughs> way more grounded. No, this is the first. Oh, wow. This is the first. You know why? Because none of their powers are real or something. What? I don't know. <laughs> dude. Dude. Who said this? M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, M. Night Shyamalan said that on his own fucking movie? He said this is the most grounded one. Go fuck yourself, M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Can we stop watching M. Night Shyamalan movies? I'm so upset with you. I'm so, Okay. Listen, this is this is one by the fans. The fans also requested it. Did they? Yes. Who? Uh, your fiance. Oh, she's a fan. That's right. That's of, right. Of our podcast, she, she said you gotta we gotta finish it. And you know what? We had to. We had to know, Mike. If we had to sit through Split, we could make it through one more two-hour movie. But here's my question. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm is shameless at this point. Yes. We've seen him He's degradate as an. Yeah, that's yeah. right. We've seen him degradate as an artist. From the greatest of movies, like some pretty damn good films, to this. Like, I feel like his most recent work now is just cheap, bad, awful shit that people eat up for some it fucking just, weird uh, reason. They just say things that sound deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But aren't deep. They don't actually correlate. They we don't, don't connect to each other. If he makes another movie that is in this weird universe, are we going to watch it? I don't want to. I really don't want to. I think we have to, Mike. <laughs> I think we signed you. up for this. I think we signed up. You know, I didn't sign up for, up this, for this shit. Ten, ten, episode ten. Yeah, all, of, half, all, that all the way back there. We watched that movie, and, and you know what? And we're like, we gotta figure it out. You know what's next? We gotta watch the next Fast and Furious movie, buddy. We gotta watch <laughs> Calvin that. and Hobbes, <laughs> Calvin whatever and it's Hobbes. called. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That that movie, gotta do it. Audience, should we watch the? If there is another one, should we watch the next M Night Shyamalan movie? They killed it off, man. There's no. Why would they make a sequel? Oh, it's an origin story, Ethan. <sighs> Don't haven't you heard? You're right. Some kid's gonna watch the video. Yeah, and be inspired. You yeah. don't have to get any of the actors back. They probably were the most expensive part. Who fucking cares? They'll bring them back. I'm sure they'll find another guy who's like. Even though Shyamalan says this is the most grounded, I'm sure they'll find another guy that can like bring people back from the dead or some <laughs> bullshit. Who fucking knows? And you know what? Throw fucking the signs in there. Fucking aliens show up, and then fucking Bruce Willis is <laughs> to boringly fight them. 
and uh, choke Bru- them. Bruce Willis also sees a kid and it, is a completely different character. It, it, the movie The Kid? No, he sees the uh, oh, he sees the, Harry Joel Osment. Harry Joel oh, Osment. That's great. He dies in this movie and now he's a ghost and then it's just Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see where you're going yeah, with that. That's go. good. Uh, yeah, should we watch the next Time Light Shyamalan movie? Please say no. <laughs> email us at email the other podcast dot com, or you can find yes. us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Um, and if you liked this episode, don't know why you did. If you <laughs> want to listen to previous ones, you can find them on iTunes. Google I had a lot Play of Music. fun talking shit on this movie. I had you. a great amount of time. I had a great fun. I, I, I'm glad you hated this movie, but yes. I don't know how fun it'll be listening to two guys just yell about a film that's <laughs> awful. Who knows? Maybe it's exciting. If you liked it, please leave a five star rating and review on uh, on Google Play Music, on Stitcher, or iTunes. You can also find us on Spotify. And uh, while you're leaving that five star rating review, keep in mind we will read it on the show, no matter what it says, even if it is some long winded, boring bullshit. That doesn't sound natural in the mouth of humans about how comic books are metaphysical and how superheroes and whatever. Or it could just be an IMDb review for for this movie. That'd be oh yeah. Oh god, if it's an IMDb review for this movie, that'd be even better. Just copy and paste them. Yeah. There you go. Thanks. But yeah, well, that's the end of the the trilogy. trilogy. The, the, that's we're shutting the door on this world until another one opens. Yep. Do you think they'll make another one? Uh, I don't know if this movie did that great. I think it did okay. I, it did. But I, I know it I, didn't do great critically, but I feel like it, it was a pretty cheap movie. It was a pretty cheap movie, Meg. I feel like, what is it? Why are people excited about this? I remember this movie coming out. And everyone I think on, on, people, on Stitcher, like flipping out before pe- it even came out. People like universes. They yeah. like universes and they like Must nostalgia. Be. Must be. Because Unbreakable is legitimately a pretty good movie. Yeah, it is. And they want to just have more of that. They yeah. want to just have things connected. And when that happens, I'll admit, it is kind of cool when different movies kind of have these connections Bunch between them and they got like a little bit of lore and people like universes and things connecting. And yeah. I see that. And, um, but at some point you have to step back from that and be like, is this universe worth saving? No, no. Well, it's like, I know Tarantino's movies all kind of take place in the same universe. They have like certain threads that go through, but yeah. it doesn't interrupt the plot. Oh no! You know, like it doesn't. Well, it's not a big. There enough is deal. fun. There is fun in you know Marvel movies being like, well, that character's here and now they're going to show up, and I want to see how they include this person, yeah, and yeah. how this connects to this, and you know, that's fun. That's, that's fun, fun to an extent. Like yeah. that, it's cool to get into the lore. Yeah. Like I like the lore of lots of things, even if I don't think the actual uh, plot or whatever is good. Yeah. I think the lore in the universe they created could be very interesting. That's right. a whole other section of storytelling. Right. 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 This, on the other hand, is bad lore and bad storytelling, so I don't know why people like it, but you know what? It's there, and you don't get it very often in movies. Yeah, that's true. You know, when you get a movie that that has an interesting world, it's hard to create that in an hour and a half or whatever. Two to hours. To really establish it, or two hours. <laughs> I'm just talking about normal movies. Who, oh, yeah, yeah, Normal yeah. people who make normal-sized movies that yeah. are 90 minutes long or whatever. Yeah. Well, guys, I'm done. I'm done. There's so much more I want to scream about, but I just don't have the energy to do yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? You're just tired. I am tired. I'm not unbreakable. No. And I, you shattered I think, like glass after this. And now we got to split. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Bye.